Hello and welcome back, back to the Gorporium. <coughs> and if you don't remember, my name is Fox. Yeah, and I'm still Bella. And we're just two gore whores who drank too much absinthe over the holidays and are feeling a little green around the gills. Is there such a thing as too much absinthe? Yes, there absolutely is. Now, come on in and make yourself comfortable. Apologies for the wait. We got a little bit stuck in the early 1800s for a few months. It was a whole thing. We picked up some cursed objects, some beautiful furniture, and a couple old-timey diseases. Bit of a mixed bag, all in all. Not sure I'd recommend it as a holiday. I don't know, I kind of liked the drama of having consumption. Laying on a fainting couch with a bloody handkerchief was kind of a period drama protagonist serve. And luckily I didn't die. Woohoo! Yeah, which is great for me because we have a lot of work to do around here. Yeah, as you might have noticed, we're having a bit of a sale. A bargain bin bonanza, if you will. I will. All <laughs> because Fox made a very stupid deal with our movie supplier and now we're up to our eyeballs and horror movies. Listen, I love a bargain. This time it didn't work out, but we can make the most of it. Mm, he's trying to avoid the subject, so I'll tell you what he did. He <laughs> was offered double the amount of movies for a tenth of the price and blindly accepted without checking the inventory. Um, which means we've been saddled with some of the worst horror movies of all time, and it's our objective to try and sell them. Movies that get such horrible reviews that everyone avoids them like the plague. Movies that went straight to DVD and those DVDs went straight in the bargain bin. Movies that don't even scrape 5 out of 10 stars on IMDb. So, in order to shift this stock, we're taking it upon ourselves to watch and evaluate these movies and find out their silver linings. If we know their strong points, we'll know how to market them and find their forever homes. So, let's get started. This week, we're going to be watching Troll 2 from 1990, a movie about a young boy, a town called Nilbog, and a whole bunch of goblins. A very strong concept. Now, it's time for us to watch so you don't have to. I hope you like spoilers. And erotic popcorn. Now, let's begin. Before we get into the movie, is there anything you'd like to share with our guest here? It's been a little while. Uh, it's been several months, in fact. What you what you been up to? What you been doing? Well, it's one of those things a bit where you ask um, a unemployed student on their gap year during a pandemic what they did, they, what they've been up to, and it's like <laughs> I don't know, changed yeah. my socks. Wore a cool well, hat. You know, like it's not. I mean, it's really changing not. Changing your lot. socks and wearing a cool hat. Yeah, it's good. Those it's are good, right. good activities. Frankly, for it's a all day. I can ask for. It's all I can ask for. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, I've been knitting. I've been going up to Nottingham. Yeah, which is nice. And let's see. I mean. Within the confines of the Gorporium, I've been trying to, like, sort out our collection of, like, fingernails and stuff. 
um, by length. Yeah, it's a gross job, but someone's, someone's got to do, do it. Someone's got to do it because you get people coming it's not in be me. who are specifically like, I need to buy, you know, 20 fingernails, but they need to be a certain length or they need to be a certain color or whatever. And then I have to fucking dig through our jar of fingernails and find the ones that they want. And it's people a pain do in get the picky. Ass. So I've been sorting those out so that people i mean this is since we got back from our holiday in the 1800s well we uh, picked up some, out. some great fingernails in the 1800s some good teeth as well a couple good teeth uh, the fingernails are a little brittle yeah a little yeah. bit <laughs> well the teeth are a bit rotten but again we've got some customers who we've are got some people who like that who are into that yeah. so you know well whatever whatever floats your boat you know yeah, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum here, here today. <laughs> oh, I tell you what yuck I am. No, what yuck I'm going to yum. Wrong way around. What yum I am going to yuck. Some guy came in the other mm. day and he was like, I don't know. He was like, do you have any like old underwear? And I was like, how old are we talking? And he was like medieval. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, I don't. Yeah, honestly, we've got some amazing antiques. Our stuff doesn't tend to go back quite that far, and if it does, it's like um a magical relic. Yeah, it's not like just like some like sort of shenanigans. Dirty, dirty pantaloons. Well, yeah, no, not not often. <laughs> so I had to tell him to it's get just out. Not something we have the space for. We got all these <laughs> bloody terrible DVDs. We got all these fingernails. <laughs> I we just got don't so have much time. going on here. I just don't have the room, frankly, the for room. medieval underwear. Nah, I don't We don't think have so. the capacity. We would have to expand. We would have to become like a franchise and like one of the shops maybe carries that kind of that kind of object. Oh, I'll tell you what, we should open like a like a garment area. Yeah, like a boutique. Like I can start printing t shirts that just say like <laughs> on them like they sing that when you put them on <laughs> i don't know how i'd print that um I mean... <laughs> and what else could we sell in the garment section well if we're gonna go medieval i would like to wear some chain mail yeah with nothing else nothing else Just chain mail. that's hardcore like a chain mail poncho and then nothing else yeah i can see that i think that that could be you know people are doing that in and out lists on twitter oh uh, yes yeah I'm predicting chainmail will be in. Chainmail's for 2022. Be in. What else is in for 2022? I also wrote mall goth. Yes. Animal print. Uh, unibrows. Oh yeah. Soup. Soup. Yep. Okay. Big dogs. No more. No more small poodle crosses. Everyone's just gonna have enormous dogs, Big dogs. now. Yeah. Rugs. Yeah. Living in an RV. Yeah. Um. <laughs> These are quite- cigarettes. <laughs> He's okay. That's quite broad, but I also know what you mean. Um, 2D animation. Oh, good. I hope so. And mohawks. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. And then do you want to hear what I think is going to be out? Yes, please. Diamonds. Yeah. Y2K preppy style. Yeah. Depop just as a whole. Okay, interesting. Fake freckles. Yeah. Uh, the Rock. <laughs> what's he done what's he gonna be out for he's just he's just done too many movies he needs to take a break just take a year off man i've seen him in like 15 trailers in yeah. like the past year and i'm like take it take it a to stop gap year <laughs> what else is out um alcoholic seltzer 
Okay. Because it's I don't like it. It's bad, and I want it to go out. I quite like it. It's like it's like soda. It's like a nice nice soda pop. Tastes like chalk. They all taste like chalk. Mm. I'm just. And what I think is going to be in this year is replacing your limbs with um, wind. Oh, so you'll just be kind of like... Yeah, like a little windy guy. Like, little windy like guy. you know those guys that stand outside like um, car sales places? Yes. They're like wind, big windy well, guys. Then you, so you still have... Well, you still you have limbs, but they're just full of... You just don't have bones. Yeah, that's maybe more what I mean. Yeah, replacing bones with with, with air i think is i think wi- that's gonna be in specifically because yeah, air is still wind is blowing you know what i mean and then <laughs> uh what's out this year in the uh paranormal community is having sex with ghosts that's out this year definitely okay <laughs> <laughs> right good I ain't got shit to say. <laughs> you wanna ask me? Oh no yeah, no I don't. Um Fox, do you have any <laughs> do you have any fun anecdotes slash projects slash recommendations? <laughs> you don't have to read it like that. that no, no, just, well I did. <laughs> Alright. I decided to. Us, but that's fine. That's fine. So up to a couple of things. Um I start a testosterone, which if you've been to this shop before, boy you'll know because the boy juice has considerably changed my voice. I'm serving like a little bit of um, like Oscar Isaac in that Moon Knight trailer. I still haven't <laughs> like, fucking watched that. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. <laughs> Went to the Tom Hardy school of fucking voice <laughs> um oh my god <laughs> that's exactly once you when you listen to the trailer that's exactly how it sounds too so yeah i went on testosterone got me top surgery you know coming up so yeah i'm feeling like a right right little lad um enjoying <laughs> that greatly i've been working man. out i'm gonna be a, a big man ton. <laughs> it gained eight kilos in muscle Hell be a yeah, big boy. I'm getting... <laughs> Sorry. Just you saying. sound like a character from like Red Dead. That's what I was doing. Oh, Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily, you know, I've just been kind of vibing, cooking a lot. Was just trying to like get my shit together, get get healthy. Quit smoking, cut down on drinking, working out, like all that kind of good stuff, really. So mainly what I've been doing is writing and hooray, I'm getting a short story published soon. I think um, start of next month in a really cool horror anthology called Slice of Paradise slash Beach Bodies. So it's like tropical paradise themed uh, anthology horror book that you will be able to purchase from um, Dark Lit Press. And if you follow us on, you know, social media and everything, I'll be dropping links to that. And I've got a book in the works, which I'm hoping will be out at the end of this year. Although I am an irritating perfectionist, so I'm aiming for early 2023. So let's say a year off. Though I have, you know, 
I'm aiming for it to be about 100,000 words, maybe a little bit above, and I've got about 25,000 on like a I first draft, you. you know. Um, so we're, we're chugging along. I'm writing up some more short stories as well at the moment to submit to a couple of other publishers and anthologies. So I'm finally pursuing my dreams of being an author. Not that I hate running this, this video store or anything like that, but uh, being a fiction writer has always been my greatest dream. So to be fair, 2022 is treating me fairly well thus far. Okay. And anything else to add? Not really, other than um, I've been... Very much enjoying watching Euphoria with you. Yes, I'm excited um, to get to season two. Happy Euphoria month to those who celebrate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Bella hadn't seen Euphoria before. I I already had seen it, but it was calling my name. I was seeing the promos for season two. So I was like, right, do you want to watch this season one with me? And I forgot how much I really like it. It's good. Um, Because I was a big fan of skins. I'm a big fan of just like, pretty people in cool outfits doing fucked up shit so i've been enjoying that that's very good can't think of anything else i know i've been watching more stuff but frankly all that's going on in my head is is troll 2 holding hands with euphoria two final brain cells event of the century actually can you imagine it's like the the girls from euphoria go on holiday to nilbog I was gonna say we don't know what town Euphoria takes place in, so maybe it's a <laughs> it Nilbog. Could be Nilbog. Or Nilbog adjacent. Yeah, close. Close to Nilbog. Anyway. I've said enough. Yeah, me too. I I'm happy to just keep it no, moving. I think we should just keep it moving. Alright, um, tagline and poster. Yay! I'm going to read you the taglines and I just want you to give me just, well, it's up to you. You can do scores. You can just give me just a, give like me an adjective. Yeah. Yes, a thought. You can just make a sound if you would prefer. It's very up to you. You have creative freedom over how you want to respond to these taglines. Thank you so much. And then we'll have a look at the uh, posters. I'll get you to describe them and okay. we'll have a little chit chat about them. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. One was not enough. Okay, well, that's a really good start because, well, I, <laughs> I, I, this is not a sequel. Well, it barely is. Um, it like sort of is, but it, it very barely is. Like they just wanted to use the success of the first of Troll movie to make another one, yeah. and so they were like, "Yeah, this Troll Two one was not enough." But also, like one absolutely was enough yeah no yeah yeah one was enough actually actually one might have been one too many and this is not to say that i don't think troll 2 is fun but i don't know if it's an accurate statement to say one was not enough because frankly it probably probably was was. it probably was too much already so (laughs) yeah like the first one didn't do great either no it's not like the first one was like a masterpiece and everyone was begging for more i don't know it had very minor like box office success it like only just wasn't a flop yeah well and this one didn't even make it to like the big screen no the big screen not until much later as, as we found out through the documentary yes well which we'll get into a little bit more all right let's go to the next one be afraid. Be twice as afraid. Um, 
That's an interesting start. That's that uh, not not a start. That's the second one. This is very interesting because <laughs> it implies your brain. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. It this implies that troll two just means that there's two trolls. Yeah, like this is what both of them sound like. One was not enough, and be twice as afraid. It literally just makes it sound like troll two is just about two trolls there's instead two of, of one them. troll, which actually would be a hilarious concept for sequels if just yeah. like each sequel just like kept like multiplying the quantity the so guy. like you know jurassic park 2 you have two t-rexes jurassic park 3 three you of have them three t-rexes yeah like it just kind of keeps going like that <laughs> i think that's a good way to write sequels yeah that's a great sequel concept and like i say that actually but that's actually a thing in jurassic park 2 is that there is just like suddenly multiple t-rexes yeah well that is true you make a good point well you know you know so clearly it works <laughs> uh all right it horrifies you in your sleep and haunts you for life <laughs> i really wish i'd had a dream about troll 2 after watching it i did but it wasn't very interesting it was kind of just the movie but um I think it's interesting with this because it's a PG-13 movie that was quite clearly supposed to be some sort of, like, family-friendly horror. So I don't know why, like, the tagline, like, marketing stuff is, like, advertising it like it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Yeah, no, I don't get that. Because, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, ooh, family-friendly, kind of fun, spooky movie for kids. And then they're like, it's gonna fucking ruin your fucking life. Yeah, you'll never sleep again. You're gonna have nightmares. You're gonna shit yourself. Like all this you're kind shit of stuff. Your little, little pants. And I'm like, well, no. Probably the least frightening movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Or it's up there, or as far as horror movies go, anyway. Yeah, it's, that's sort of confusing. I don't know if maybe they thought that more people would see it if they just made it out to be like really scary. But I think it maybe would have been better if they aimed it more towards kids because family friendly stuff is always more of a box office hit yeah well also i don't think kids would be able to discern how good or bad this movie was in the same way because if i was a kid and i watched this i'd be like this fucking rules man actually i think i'd be horrified this to me would be like no different from like other sort of creepy kids movies that i watched at the time like there's like Willow and um, yeah. I don't know, even like Dark Crystal and stuff. Yeah. I, would, I think I would know that those were better, but I don't think I would know that this was like Awful. bad either if I was like eight. No, I think you're right. All right. Troll 2 is coming to eat a theater near you. <laughs> what? What? Why would it be doing that? It's gonna eat a theater. I don't Why know. would it? Huh? There's a lot again. Okay, right. There's a lot of themes about eating around surrounding this movie. We'll get into it a bit later. Yes, of course. But yeah. um, I mean, the goblins are eaten. I don't know. I just, we'll get into it later. But it's just. I mean, what do you mean well, they're gonna none eat of it the makes theater? Sense, does it? No. What do you like, mean they're gonna eat the theater? How are they gonna do that? They're gonna eat the bricks. What are we talking about here? They just go in and just, like, kind of chew on some chairs. Like, are they going to eat the people in the theatre? Because if so, that's Maybe. not a good movie-watching scenario. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> no, I'm like, I, like, okay, so picture, I'm picture this. I'm by that. Picture this. It's 1990. I'm using my Sony Walkman. 
I'm wearing Okay. I'm wearing a Muppets t shirt and some jean shorts. I walked past the video store. Actually also mm-hmm. never even made it to theatre, so I don't even know I'm making up this scenario. But I walk past well, the theatre. Because I like it. Okay. I walk past the theatre and there's a big sign that says Troll Two and I'm like, cool. I like movies about trolls. It's got funny little trolls on the poster. It says one was not enough. Maybe I saw the first troll movie and enjoyed it. And then I look at the bottom says Troll Two is coming to eat a theatre near you. I suddenly don't want to go because I don't want to get eaten. <laughs> you just take everything super literally. Yeah. Like this <laughs> this character, this version of you from 1990 just like takes it's everything extremely imbecile. literally. But I'm not going. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten. Well, fair enough. So, um, I wonder right, how I've many got, people I've got put two off. more. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've got two more taglines. This is like, there were so many, honestly. All right, this one's particularly, this is a big claim. The original Boogeyman is back. Mmm. Now. Now. That's something because they call, like, Michael Myers the Boogeyman and stuff in Halloween. From There's a lot of characters that they claim to be like the boogeyman, including Michael Myers specifically, but there's lots. So I don't know if we can say that Troll is the original boogeyman, especially as Troll, as it is on this poster, doesn't exist and is not in the movie. No, it looks like a big fluffy man holding an axe. He actually rocks. He's cool. I wish the trolls looked like that. I mean, they're not even trolls in the fucking movie, so I don't know why I'm saying troll. But, like, we never have a werewolf man with an axe. I wish he was in it. Yeah, he's rocks. Um, I'm going to give you one more, and then we'll get into these posters a little bit. Yeah, please. Okay. There's nothing more frightening than a little boy's nightmare until it turns real. Uh... Okay. It's bad. It's a bad tagline. I guess. Yeah, like, you're just all like, uh-huh. Alright. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could probably think of things more frightening than a little boy's nightmare, because a little boy's nightmare is probably like, oh my god, my my little, my toy has come to life. It's like when our cousin Jess had a nightmare about Kermit the Frog trying to strangle her in her sleep and she can't <laughs> watch the Muppets anymore. Ah, uh, that is a shame. I'd rather die than not be able to watch the Muppets. Yeah, she's been, she's had a big fear of the Muppets since she was like six. Yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> um, okay, let's look at these posters. Okay, there's two main ones. Yeah, so these these two are the oldest ones that I could find. They're seemingly the ones that sort of came out at the time, because a lot of the others were, like, the 20th anniversary version and all this kind of stuff that were actually, like, pretty cool. These are the ones that seemingly came out, like, in 1990. So, would you like to give them quick, quick description of both? Okay, so there's one that's, like, there's a nice vista of, like, a little town, and it's got some mountains and stuff, and then, I mean, this is, this is, you know, it needs to be said that this is, like, oil-painted, I think. Um, then in the sky, there's a man whose face is half man and half goblin, and he's screaming. And then in the sort of middle foreground, there's a host of three goblins. 
that are all like sort of hunched over. And again, don't. Why do you, like they look like the creatures from Where the Wild Things? Yeah, are, they don't really look the, like the ones in the instead film. Instead of the goblins that are in this movie. No, I don't know. Sorry, to, sorry to Where the Wild Things are. That's actually quite an insulting comparison mm. to that beautiful book. Sorry, Morris Sendak. Uh, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just sort of like stood hunched over in the road. So that's fun. And then, yeah, at the bottom it says, Troll 2 has come to eat a theatre near you. And at the top it says, one was not enough! With an exclamation mark. It's a weird yeah. poster. It's honestly better than I was expecting. Yeah, it's not It's not terrible. It's just sort of... It's just odd. Peculiar. It is odd. Yeah. And then the other poster is very fun. Excellent. I actually really like this one. Is that even the kid in the film? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Okay, so I'll give you a brief description. Now, what is that kid holding? It looks like a little troll doll. I thought it was a decapitated head. I thought it was a decapitated head as well. But no, now it's, it's like, got looks a, like little... a red hedgehog. Yeah, it's like a little like a Baby. little guy. I don't know what it is. Just a little dude. I want one, whatever Me too, it is. But I'd again, like to acquire one. Not a feature in the film, so No, not the actor, not a thing that he ever holds, not the troll that's well, there's no trolls in it, it's goblins, and there's no axe wielding in it either. So No, uh, the whole the thing poster is... looks like it should be for a different film. But I do like this poster. I like the poster. It's just not for this movie at all. Yeah, so it's just lots of green. There's a big guy in a doorway with some smoke and a, an axe. And there's a little boy running down some steps with this little, with this little, little troll toy doll. thing. I don't know what that is. It's just cool, though. It is cool. It it's makes nice. Me it's think a nice poster. Like... The color scheme is cool. I like the fog. I like the painting. It's great. But yeah, yeah it's just for the wrong film, basically. Yep essentially so now that we've talked about all that are you ready to get into the meat of this movie meat 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 all right (laughs) i'm gonna take that as a yes yeah let's let's get let's head into it powers of evil are very strong here i must leave Welcome to The Meat. Better known as a synopsis, The Meat is where we tell you all about everything that happened in the movie and our thoughts as we watched it. And we'll chuck in some meaty trivia for good measure. Yeah, a little, little sprinkle a little, in little there. Nugget. little nugget. seasoning. <laughs> right, so Troll 2 is a movie that was released in 1990 for reasons nobody knows, but we're glad it was. It had a budget of $100,000, a budget that I have to assume was primarily spent on, like, green gunk and plant hybrid makeup. It was directed by Claudio Fragasso and written by his wife. And I, I should note that he had nothing to do with the first movie, and this movie, you know, is not not linked to the first one at all. Um, Like, it was titled Troll 2, 
uh, in order to capitalize on the minimal success of the first one, but yeah, has no connection to plot or production. I would also like to say that Claudio Fragasso worked with Lucio Fulci, who was a very successful, you know, giallo and uh, Italian horror director, but he mainly worked with him on his worst movies, <laughs> frankly. Um, so, you know, is what it is. This movie also had like no star factor compared to the first film, which, you know, at least had some well-known names like uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and uh, Sonny Bono for some fucking reason. And yeah, Troll 2, on the other hand, stars a bunch of actors who, you know, sorry to these people no one had ever heard of <laughs> and have done very little since. Which makes sense because, you know, they were actually auditioning as extras and then they all got cast in, in leading roles. So it is not on them. <laughs> at all. It's also worth noting that people think that J.K. Rowling stole a bunch of ideas from the first Troll, which was released in 1986, so, you know, before her stuff. And frankly, the fact that the main character was also called Harry Potter (laughs) is pretty damning. Yeah. That is weird. It's neither of those, uh, like, common names. Well, especially in, like, America. Is the first Troll set in America... I think it is, yeah. Harry, I don't think, is a super common name in the States. Well, Harry Potter, yeah, that's just a very standout name. And yeah. to me, you know, if I was writing a book or whatever, I might want to look that look that up. Yeah, I wouldn't... See if there's any, you know, main characters in anything popular that were called Harry Potter. And the fact that this was also about, you know, a human boy who gets pulled into a world of magic and his name's Harry Potter and all this kind of stuff. You're sort of like, well... Hold up. And she basically just said, I don't think I stole anything from the movie Troll, but... But, yeah, how, like... I like to imagine, even if she probably didn't, I like to imagine that she decided to rip off the movie Troll from 1986. Just because I think it's funny. They just think that that's very funny. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about Troll. We're here to talk about Troll 2. So uh, let's do that. So we jump right in to Grandpa Seth telling his grandson Josh a story about a young man in a pointy hat called Peter, uh, who is serving some Carrie Elves in The Princess Bride with sort of like a hint of Robin Hood going on. Well, to be fair, Robin Hood Men in Tights is also Carrie Elves. Oh, yeah, true. Well, just Carrie Elves. Carrie Elves, isn't it? We never see this handsome man again. Uh, I mean, it makes sense because he's just in a little story that we're telling, but yeah, very interesting. Um, In the forest with him are, quote, cruel, deformed forest dwellers, haughty creatures, spiteful and impudent. They are (laughs) vengeful and evil goblins, which to me seems harsh, but like, go off, Grandpa Seth. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you needed to call them deformed, but all right. The goblins are following Peter through the woods and eventually turns into a chain that goes on for ages. It's set to like a banger of a song that's primarily like wanky guitar and synth because of course it is. Yeah. Um, The credits play over top and it's like clear that everyone who made this was Italian, which, you know, happened a lot with um, horror movies of the time. Yeah, it just happened. But then we get to the director and it says that the director is Drake Floyd, (laughs) but I knew already that the director was called... Claudio Fragasso. And so I was just like, Who's Drake who Floyd? the hell is Drake Floyd? Who is Drake Floyd? So it turns out that that's a pseudonym that Fragasso used for this movie. And then he's used Draco Floyd on some other projects, but just decided to go for Drake here. Drake. Not sure why. 
Odd Man um, as the the documentary best uh, is best worst movie ever is the documentary. Yeah, would recommend. Which is excellent and a very, very good documentary. And I would recommend watching them back to back. Yes. So watch the movie first and then watch that because it's such a good document. I need a documentary that's that good for like every movie every that movie I watch. Every movie I ever watch. It was really fascinating. It was such an interesting insight to the cast and the director. Some of whom clearly just knew it was bad and hammed it up and loved it and just enjoyed everything. And the director just died on the hill that it was actually a masterpiece and nobody understood what he was doing. And that he's like a misunderstood genius. And he was just kind of cussing everybody out the whole time. And the same goes for the woman who played the mother. She thought she compared it to Casablanca. Yeah, she thought her performance was as good as like, Audrey Hepburn. Catherine. Oh, Catherine Hepburn. I don't remember what she said. It was Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She said, she was saying Catherine Hepburn and uh, Humphrey Bogart and like all this kind of stuff. Yeah, she was like, that's how good it was. No. Yeah, and we were like, wow. Like, it was one thing for the director to be like, I don't think Troll 2 is the worst movie ever. He's like, I've made better movies though. But for her to go, it's, oh yeah, it's on the, it's on the level of Casablanca. (laughs) I was like, Ma'am, nah. respectfully, you have lost your You're mind. Insane. Anyway, I digress. Uh, eventually, Peter falls and hits his head, but is saved by a woman with the most bonkers fake freckles I have ever seen. Like, <laughs> really was... weird. Just like like black dots. <laughs> Why? Did Why they did they do, they that? do that? Not sure. They immediately fall in love, and she offers him what looks like a bowl of, like, green Play-Doh or, like, putty, and he sort of mimes that he's drinking it because it's not really a liquid. It's not really drinkable. I'm not sure why they wouldn't just, like, use Kool-Aid or something. But then Peter begins to sweat, uh, quote, chlorophyll green, which is supposedly the colour of goblins. Um, not, like, the colour that they are, but the colour of their, like, vibe, I guess. Their national colour. Yeah, the whole thing. Anyway, it turns out that Lady Freckles was just a goblin, and she, I guess she eats Peter. So... We cut to Grandpa Seth and Josh, and Grandpa Seth informs his grandson that it's not just a story and that goblins are actually real. But I just want to point out, what fucking book is he reading? Don't know. Okay. He made it. I guess he made the book. And also, important to note, <laughs> on the book it says Davy and the Goblins, and in the story that he's reading, the main character is called Peter, and he's saying he's reading Peter and the Goblins, so that's a fun continuity error. Anyways, so Grandpa Seth informs his grandson that it's not just a story and goblins are actually real. Why is the movie called Troll? As in one troll. There isn't any trolls. There's just loads of goblins. I like when they asked the director about that, he was just sort of like, ah, yes, you stupid stupido. You don't you don't understand. You don't get this movie and you never will understand. You're just sort of like Okay. Oh, why did you call it troll? <laughs> it's just very simple odd. question, but alright. So Josh's mom comes into his room and asks why he's still awake, and he nearly says that Grandpa Seth was reading a story to him before clasping a hand to his mouth. The camera pans to the chair Grandpa Seth is sitting in, which is now empty! A twist! Grandpa Seth has been dead for six months. No! That actually shook me. That shook me. (laughs) The gasp I did when it just just revealed that the chair's empty. He's, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Side note, Josh has the most 90s bedroom of all time, or like a late 80s basketball lamp. 
We're talking Bugs Bunny on the duvet. We're talking Joker poster on the wall. We're talking space bedding, a baseball mitt, and a baseball hat in the bed with him. No cuddly toys. <laughs> he is cuddling his baseball mitt to go to sleep. No, he's cuddling Taz the Tasmanian oh, tiger. Oh, I is didn't see that. Really, that's very really nineties. Um, and his mom with her very confusing hair that looks like I don't even know how to describe the texture it's of like her hair. Two very separate layers, it's and one very, of them is very coiffed. Yes, yeah, and odd. one of them is quite straight. Like it looks like I, if I tried to like touch her hair, like I wouldn't even feel anything. Like it looks like cotton candy. I mm. don't know how they've done that with her hair. <laughs> his mom reassures Josh that he'll feel better about Grandpa Seth's death when they go on holiday. A holiday that weirdly consists of house swapping with a family in the countryside <laughs> that they've never met before in a town that they've never been to or heard of for a whole month. I don't know how they organized this because there was no internet at the time. Did they just like call up a random family and were like, hey, do you want a house swap? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was there like a, you know. Like in the newspaper, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like why would you? That doesn't sound like a fun holiday. It sounds like a horrible holiday. It sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, it sounds. I don't want people in my house. It's when like I'm life not here. Yeah, like you just give like this random family your keys and it's like, yeah, go fucking live in our house. Cool, bye. See you in a month. Yeah, how do you know they're not gonna like trash or like, like set stuff your or, like, house on fire? You. Yeah, I didn't know exactly. Fuck that. No, thank you. Especially if your house is like nicer than theirs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if they just tried to get squatters' rights in your house? What then? Exactly. Exactly, like they've they've just tried to dupe you. They've given you their like dump in yeah. order to get your nice house that has like a fancy TV and like you know and then coffee maker let you and back stuff in, in it. <laughs> They're stupid. The Waits family is stupid. Is what you need to know about this movie. Okay, so we then meet Josh's older sister Holly, who has a very powerful perm and is lifting weights in her bedroom in a very very late eighties leotard. Which good for her. Yeah. Her boyfriend, Elliot, then comes over and classic horror movie move nearly kills her by surprising her, like, jumping through the window while she's using a bench press. Like, she would have just dropped Why? that on her neck and died. And so she's like, ah, It actually freaked me out. You dumbass. Anyway, she's extra pissed at him as well because he's taken his boys with him. So it's not just Elliot. He's taken, like, his three <laughs> best pals with him. And she's like, get your, like, friends yeah. out of here. But she's also really weird about his friends. And she's like, you have to choose between me or all of your friends, which is not. That's a red flag. And she always refers to them as the boys. His boy is quite a lot, which is excellent. And he's a little bit homoerotic with his friends because he, quote, takes them to bed with... Wait. Oh, she... Yeah, she's saying that he takes his boys to bed with him too. So if they were to sleep in the same bed, yeah. then they would. he'd take his boys as well. And she doesn't believe in group sex. That's a direct yeah. quote. <laughs> but he definitely is quite homoerotic with his boys. Yeah. They have, like... They have a weird... Vibe. I'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. When is the bit where she goes, my dad's gonna cut off your little nuts and eat them? It was just before that. Yeah, it's in her bedroom, like, oh, isn't it? What What does he say? It's like, do you think I'm gay or something? Or like, do you want to make me gay or something? She's like, well, it wouldn't be too hard. Yeah, it wouldn't be too hard. Yeah, she she kicks him in the nuts. And then, oh, yeah. then he says something else. I also, I like the implication that getting kicked in the nuts would make you gay. 
also yeah yeah i can't remember what the context is but she's like if my oh if my dad finds out you're in here he's gonna cut off your little nuts and eat them which what the fuck are you talking about no he wouldn't you'd hope he wouldn't <laughs> no he would i've seen your dad no he wouldn't no he wouldn't no he wouldn't imagine if that's what he says he's like no i've met your dad he wouldn't eat my nuts he wouldn't eat my and she's nuts. like yeah he would <laughs> right okay continue onwards <laughs> Right, so they head into Nilbog, or to Nilbog, and they leave Elliot behind because he was late, which prompts him and his boys to follow along in an RV. Where they got an RV, who knows. Uh, there's a lot of drama in the car because of this, which makes the mother, who frankly seems on the verge of a psychotic break, uh, make Josh sing her favourite song, which is just Row, Row, Row Your Boat. She's like, and then everyone she's like joins Josh, in. sing that song that I like so much, and the song is Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Like, that's her favourite song. Yeah, I don't understand. And then they start singing in rounds, but like, the, it's horribly done, and it then made me feel like I was going to have a psychotic break because it goes on for a very long time. Yeah, a good part here is that uh, Josh astutely observes that there is no one around on the roads because they're all sleeping at this time of night. However, the whole scene is shot in like broad daylight. Like it's clearly like. <laughs> 1 p.m. Yeah, like they're the only car summer. on the road, which also isn't true because we do see like another truck on the road, and he's like, "There's no one around right now because it's it's so late at night, and it's like, it's literally the middle of the day. Why would you even put keep that line in? What was the point? Why would you bother? Like they they didn't need to have that exposition. No. Josh then also has a nightmare about turning into a tree and his family secretly being goblins. It's all very like bad omen shenanigans. And then there's another bad omen in the form of like an old man by the side of the road who's holding a sign that just says "Stop them" <laughs> on it. So in specific as to like who. Who are you stopping? Um, Josh sees the said man as uh, Grandpa Seth, but the others just see like a creepy old hitchhiker. They then arrive in town and despite Josh's protest, make their way down to the farm they're going to stay at. Uh, a huge amount of just like local dudes, like cowboy guys, stare them down as they make their way and the family they're swapping with seems equally unfriendly. Um, and they all seem to have some sort of gross skin condition too. <laughs> the kid throws Josh a ball as a softball as they drive away, which says, eat before we eat you, which doesn't make sense and never does, but oh well. <laughs> and then inside the house is a fully set table of what looks like Kool-Aid and then bread and corn covered in green gunk that looks like Play-Doh and enormous apples, like the craziest, shiniest red apples I've ever seen in my whole life. And yeah, the family is just like, wow, Josh, come look at this. Doesn't it look delicious? And you're like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, they're like, oh, hospitality. I want to eat. Looks and I'm like, this looks like gross. Some corn with green slime on it. Yeah, it's like the most bland, unseasoned looking like patties of bread and like dry ass scones and like anemic looking corn with just smothered in like green gunk. Yeah, like bright green. Not herbs or anything. No, I'm like, no, that doesn't look appealing. Even a little bit. No. <laughs> Not even slightly. Not even a bit. So then Grandpa Seth shows up and pauses time for 30 seconds, because apparently ghosts can do that, so that Josh can come up with how to stop the, his family from eating the goblin food. Uh, he decides that the, the best option is to stand up on the table, unzip his pants, and piss all over the food, which, to be fair, is effective, and then leads his dad... <laughs> 
taking him upstairs and the best quote in the film you can't piss on hospitality i won't allow it (laughs) and then the dad fiddles with his belt which is like a great moment of suspense because is he going to piss on josh is he gonna belt him but no he's just tightening his belt one notch because he's like that hungry (laughs) to stop the hunger pains just insane completely insane it's amazing (laughs) okay so back at the boys rv arnold and i want to just say here i have not made these notes at this certain (laughs) section because i don't want to make any um claims about the transgender the trans mass community so fox has written here (laughs) arnold in brackets transcoded short smoke cigarettes big glasses and bad at running (laughs) i'm right and i should say it you should say it but i don't know i mean i'm also bad at running so trans trans community i'm not making any judgments if you're also bad at running but I'd love to hear from you. Are you bad at running? Or is this just Fox projecting his own bad at runningness? No, because I'm really good at running. Ah, don't lie to me. So I'm, I'm actually just throwing. You're the rest just throwing of the shade under the bed, yeah. under the bus, under the bed. You under asshole. So Arnold, who who we've decided is transcoded, goes out for smoke and sees an injured woman running through the forest. He's like, I gotta fucking help her out. He catches up to her, but unfortunately, so do the goblins. For whatever reason, he doesn't seem shocked or really scared of the goblins and just like maybe thinks that it's a prank or like maybe he's become accustomed to mythical creatures before like he just doesn't seem afraid of them no he's not bothered is he no he's just he's fine um but he changes his mind about the pranking situation when they stab him with like a throwing spear in the chest they are the goblins however are very slow and frankly not super scary um and they don't even injure him that badly like the spear maybe goes like an inch into like part of his chest but yeah, he just he kind of be yikes fine. it out and he's fine yeah it's like a very small pool of blood yeah like the goblins can't move very fast so luckily arnold and the mystery woman no. can take refuge in what seems to be like a church that turns out to be the home of a sort of witch whose name is is Credence Leonor Gielgud. Um, She has rotten teeth, despite being maybe 25, (laughs) big glasses and a fancy goth dress, and she's kind of a queen. And she claims that her ancestors came from Stonehenge. Yeah, which we were confused about, because we were like, okay... Like the town around Stonehenge? Or the stones? Like, literally Stonehenge? Or, like, did they get birthed from the stones? Like, I'm just sort of confused. Yeah, is she like a stone? Is she like a golem? Like, is she like a stone witch? Like, I don't. (laughs) What do you mean your ancestors came from Stonehenge? Gonna need some more details on that. Gonna need some elaboration, but we don't get any surprise, surprise. Um, She's clearly. Just played by, yeah, someone in her 20s with Sharpie on her teeth and, like, grey hairspray, which is fun. She gives Arnold and the mystery girl that he saved a broth, um, which they stupidly drink immediately, causing the girl to lose her marbles and, like, run around going, ah, ah, and, like, throwing herself into the walls and shit. Um, She runs around before turning (laughs) into, like, this nasty, like, green mush, and it takes about four minutes 
And then Gilgood, the witch, goes, Now she's one with the vegetable world. Now she's food for my children. So we figure out that Credence is the mother of the goblins, and people have to be turned about 50% into plants before they can get eaten for some reason. Arnold, who also drank the broth stupidly, is like, "Uh Uh-oh. He freezes up and slowly starts turning into a pot plant. When he got in the pot, it's unclear. Yeah, I'm not sure. She sort of puts him in one, I think. Mm. There's like a cut and then he's like in one. Okay. Um, And he gives the excellent and iconic line, They're eating her and then they're gonna eat me. Oh my god! (laughs) He served that. He kind of did. The death of the girl is particularly funny because she really just puts her all... She doesn't even have a name. Nah. But she literally like... She flings herself across into, like, every object in that room and, like, throws herself up the stairs. Yeah, it's impressive. Also, yeah, the plant thing is weird. So, you know, when we were watching the documentary, so the, the wife of, uh, oh, Rosella Drudy, the director's wife, she basically had the idea to write the movie after several of her friends became vegetarians at the same time, and it, like, pissed her off. So the goblins are supposed to be, like, militant vegans i guess yeah that but she's like, mad I don't understand about why why don't they just eat vegetables then why do they have to turn a person into 50 percent of a vegetable and then eat them i don't i don't know get that because if they're like because they don't drink they don't like eat eggs or like anything like that either so they're no, like they vegan, don't like vegan like they only eat vegetables yeah so why not just like become a nice farming community and like eat the corn that they well, have loads and I could of even maybe understand if they were like militant vegans or whatever that maybe the goblins would be killing killing humans for killing at killing and eating animals but not eating the humans but that's not a part of it no that's not even their thing they just want to eat the humans but the humans have, have to, to be 50 percent mostly plants and so yeah, they have to eat the nasty fucking goblin food so they can turn into plants and then the goblins can eat them. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Nah. Okay, so whilst Holly gives herself a pep talk about getting Elliot to dump his boy, she sees Grandpa Seth in the mirror and the dad pulls the typical horror dad thing and asks Holly if she's still smoking dope and calls everyone crazy, basically. Uh, He does all of this while wearing a deep V pajama shirt, which is something I'd never seen before. Um, And in the morning, they find that there's no food in the house and that all the Nilbog local milk has gone very bad. Never find out what that milk is made of, but it's seems gross this prompts the dad and josh to head into town and then back at the rv we see that well frankly holly might have been right about the boys as they're all like sleeping naked in bed together and they have like a joint bank account like a group fund (laughs) at this point just become a polycule and get it over with (laughs) anyway they also don't have any food so drew one of the boys heads into town on his way he's picked up by the sheriff sheriff gene freak (laughs) (laughs) excellent name gene freak gene freak sheriff gene freak that is the best name ever again it's just so funny that this was written by a guy whose like english was not super good and so all of not great it's like not the best like so why did like (laughs) the name gene freak why did that come to him (laughs) I don't of all, know. Like, American names, Gene Freak. 
It's like that that um Japanese baseball game. Oh um, my where it's like the God. American team. Those are so, so good. good. Hang, can I find one? Yes. Japanese baseball game American name. <laughs> Hit me with some of the best ones. Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> Willie Dustis. Oh yeah. Mike Truck. Mike Bobson Dugnut. <laughs> Tony Smerrick. Dwight Rochigal. Amazing. Jeremy Gride. <laughs> Scott Dorkew. Onsen Sweeney. <laughs> Todd Bonzales. <laughs> Todd Bonzales. <laughs> Carl <Ooh>. Dandleton. <laughs> Oh, so I think my favorite is just Mike Truck. Mike Truck has got to be the best. Sleeve McDykel is also good. <laughs> Sleeve as a first name is really good. <laughs> um, uh. All right. So uh, Sheriff Freak uh, hands Drew a gross green sandwich, which he eats keenly despite its completely revolting appearance. Just really don't understand what's wrong with these people eating this shit. Um, all the local hicks look at Drew as he heads into the general store, which is run by a particularly terrifying, intense man who was um, played by Don Packard, who said that in the documentary that we watched that he was in and out of a mental hospital during filming. So when he watched it back later on, he realized he wasn't acting in his scenes. He really was as disturbed as his character, which brings a <laughs> terrifying light uh, to the whole thing. I mean, thing. his performance is exceptional he's probably the best actor in it even if he wasn't acting that's very funny this uh character informs drew that there's no coffee here in nilbog it's the devil's drink and that they're vegetarians here in nilbog so there's no food except for corn or apples uh drew does get some free nilbog milk though so i mean that's something uh, the gang of cowboys then tell drew to head over to the church to meet his friend arnold which is obviously a trap so despite Drew just having met like 25 people in town, when Josh and the dad get to town, there's no one there. They have to wait and be patient. Um, <laughs> he sits down, pulls out his vegetable cookbook and promptly falls asleep <laughs> by the side of the road. Super, super smart and super safe idea. It's during this that <laughs> one of the best parts of the whole film, um, Josh looks in a car mirror and realizes that Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. Dun, dun, oh dun. my god! <laughs> I've got to say, when the dad just like, well, I guess we gotta sit and wait, and then just whips out a book just of like, just this vegetables, old vegetable cookbook. It absolutely made me wet myself like the second time I watched it. I was just like. Where did he even pull that What's out? He it's like doing? it's a full cookbook. Where did you? Where have you been holding, hiding it in that? His I don't. Pockets. It's just such like a weird dad thing to do, though, because like it's pretty accurate. Dads be like that, and so this they like do. just dude in his like high waisted jeans, just sitting in a chair by the side of the road and reading a cookbook, and then immediately falling asleep. Immediately it's falling asleep. A huge dad move. <laughs> Love that. Anyways, so we've discovered that Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. Yup. Right. Big reveal. Huge reveal. Credence then shows up, Credence the witch with the bad teeth, shows up at the farm with a cake 
that is very obviously going to turn everyone into plants because it's got that fucking green shit on it again. <sighs> yeah. And she also is a right pervert to Holly, the daughter, at the same time. Bear in mind, Holly and I think the boys are like supposed to be 17, 16, yeah. maybe. So gross. She's really creepy. She calls, yeah, she calls Holly like provocative and stuff. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. she's like really weird. And the mom isn't like, you stop talking about my daughter like that. She's just like, ha ha. Yeah, she's like, oh, really weird. she looks delectable, does she, or whatever. And it's like, ew, get That's this really woman weird. out of your house. Josh sneaks into what looks like a crack house and finds all of the locals of Nilbog in some weird like church meeting with a very passionate preacher who's talking about, like, the sins of meat eaters and all this stuff. Obviously, Josh, being a fucking idiot, accidentally alerts him to his presence because he, like, drops something down onto it's the floor. And everyone, like, look- it's a skateboard. Why does he have a skateboard with him? Hard to say. Yeah, we don't even know where he got the skateboard from. He just sees that that- he realizes that Nilbog is goblin. And he just literally like whips out a skateboard and like skates off into the distance. I don't even know how he knew how to find this house. I don't know. But he obviously alerts everyone to his presence because he's an idiot. And they're like, wow, there's a boy in the ceiling. And they try and feed him, force feed him the Nilbog ice cream. Doesn't look like ice cream, looks like spoiled milk. And they go, open your mouth, my little friend, please open it. Um, And they chant and he realizes that they're all goblins. Everyone in the town is a goblin. And the dad hears Josh screaming, being like, please, ah, stop, please don't feed me it. And he's like, what are you doing to my son? Because he witnesses them trying to force feed Josh yeah ice cream and he's like ew and then he sees the family that they were supposed to swap houses with still in the town so they never even went to the waits's house they're still there being goblins and being weird so finally he starts to believe josh about the town being full of goblins yeah unfortunately it is only temporary but we'll get to that the dad and josh go to pick up holly who is confronting elliot Elliot decides to go with her and her family, leaving the final uh, boy of the group, Brent, alone in the RV. The other two boys are both in the church and aren't doing so well. Arnold is mostly plant at this point, and Drew is very sick. He's like oozing green and sway. Again, uh, of note is the fact that the guy who plays Arnold was forced to stand in that plant pot for 14 hours with no breaks. This poor... And the director was so mean about it. He was just like, oh, he's saying his joints hurt or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sure they did standing in a yeah, plant. Yeah, standing, standing for 14, standing for 14 hours. hours. Fuck that. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope they got paid well, but they probably really did not. They almost definitely didn't. <laughs> I hate to say it. Drew makes a valiant effort to save Arnold by dragging him along in his plant pot, but um, it's all in vain when Credence returns. She takes the chainsaw to Arnold, um, R.I.P. Little Flower, as she calls him, <laughs> and uh, she turns him into a smoothie. Poor Arnold. Um, the dad and Josh then get to the farm and the goblin townspeople are having a party with the unsuspecting mother. The dad and the sister are incredibly stupid, so they totally buy it and take back thinking anything is wrong and just join the party and head towards the food. Like, they just see everyone having a like a jolly good time and like playing country music and they're like, eh, these people are all right, actually. And they're like, ah, oh, the townspeople are like, oh, sorry for like... 
freaking you out or whatever. And the dad's just like, yeah, it's all good now. Yeah, it's fine. Let's dance to some folk music. Josh then tries to call for Grandpa Seth, but instead a goblin jumps out of the mirror and it's just looking bad for the Waits family. Except here comes Grandpa Seth with an axe and chops the goblin's hand off. Uh, it turns out said goblin was Credence and she sort of like teleports back to her house and cures her missing hand by putting her stump in this magic rock portal assuming that that is uh, her ancestral rock. Yeah, part of Stonehenge, I guess. Um, It even returns her manicure, which is impressive. That's pretty sick. I didn't think that Stonehenge would know what nail polish was. No, you wouldn't think so. Whatever. (laughs) Okay, so, oh my god. There is still 30 minutes left of this movie at this point, so we're entering the third act. Yeah. Grandpa Seth, the ghost, gives Josh a fucking Molotov (laughs) cocktail and is like, burn this shit down, bro. Let's go. But the preacher goblin stops him from throwing it into a room that Josh's family was in. He was like about to sacrifice his whole family. (laughs) He was like, I'll just kill the lot of them. He's like, yeah, it'll be easier if I just chuck it in the room. Like at that point, why don't you just run away and let your family get eaten then? Like if they're going to die either way, wouldn't you rather it not be in your own hands? You would think. (laughs) So the preacher goblin stops him from throwing it into the room and banishes Grandpa Seth to hell, which we were (laughs) laughing a lot at because he was like, go back from where you came from. We were like, was Grandpa Seth in hell? Yeah, we were like, what did did Grandpa Seth do? What did he do? (laughs) But it turns out Grandpa Seth is actually like, nah, I was actually in heaven. But I did have a friend in hell and he taught me a special trick. The special trick in question is lighting the Molotov cocktail in the preacher's hand, um, which then sets the preacher on fire and he burns to death and in death turns into a goblin. The family see it and they're like, oh my God, goblins are real. But uh uh-oh, just as they realize all of the other townspeople turn into goblins and they're surrounded. They hide in the house, the goblins surround them and offer them sandwiches so they turn, or if they don't eat the sandwiches, they'll come in and kill them violently. So their two choices are become goblins or become goblin food. Not a great choice. To be fair, I will say that the townspeople don't actually turn into goblins at this point because we never actually see that happening because they frankly did not have the budget to show people turning into goblins. So they just stay people for a while and then eventually, like later, we get sort of like a, a cut... And then they're yeah. all just goblins, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have, they don't have the funds for transformation no. sequences. <laughs> no. Okay, so they're people right now, but they are goblins yeah. secretly, you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The family doesn't know what to do, they barely have, they don't have any weapons or any way of defending themselves, So there's obviously, and there's obviously nothing to eat, so they can't survive in the house for very long. So, they decide to hold a seance to get Grandpa Seth to come and help them, even though he's just been banished back to heaven, I guess. But it's okay, they'll get him back. Yeah. So, Credence turns herself young for some reason, I guess, just to, like, serve cunt. Um, and <laughs> she sidles down to the RV to meet Brent and brings just a corn. Just a... a is corn it a husk? Cob. A corn cob. Corn cob. <laughs> I thought you were just going honk honk. Corn cob. For a second. Honk honk. Cob, <laughs> she appears on his TV somehow, magically. She struts down and, like, old-timey porn music comes on and... 
Yeah, had had full many thoughts by this whole scene, like her outfit, the pocket she puts the corn in. You know, she keeps that thing on her. <laughs> we honestly thought she was gonna peg him with the corn, but then we were like, no, this is a PG thirteen, so that's not gonna happen. What what is going to happen? Though, frankly, that would make like more sense than what like, actually comes to pass. So, like, she whips out the corn, gets Brent to eat it, to which he says, "Oh, I like popcorn." which you're a fucking idiot because it's just corn. But luckily for him, she says, all we have to do is heat it up. So they make out on either side of the corn and it turns into popcorn. They're sort of like eating the pop, they're eating a corn cob, but on like, they're like facing each other, like how you'd normally eat yeah. a corn cob. Like that's what I, like, that's, so not lady and tramping it. 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 Yeah. It's like, they're both eating the corn cob, but, but like sexily. Yeah, I don't know. Hornily, maybe not sexily. Hornily, because it's not sexy. <laughs> God no. Very much the best scene in the movie. We're actually <laughs> just. Well, why is I he just... even in it? And the thing is, like the I don't know. She it doesn't, doesn't even make any sense. She doesn't even kill him, and there was no green stuff on it, so it doesn't even turn him. They just sort of like I don't know. Fuck, she just maybe. And then he just lays in huge piles of popcorn and she leaves. And you're just sort of like, right, well... What was the point? What's all this then? (laughs) I literally, I'll never understand. I'll never understand. I have no idea why that... Was that just like, oh, we need to like sex this movie up a little bit? I guess so. Very funny. That's the only thing I can think. But also just him like eating corn and being like, oh yeah, great corn. I love popcorn. Well, it's not popcorn, is it? This isn't popcorn, Brent. Brent. This is just normal corn. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Right. Anyways, whatever. Moving on. We've got to move on. Seance time. (laughs) Of course it works. And Grandpa Seth fucking turns up. Anyways. And I think finally causes Josh's mom to like snap and she has like super crazy eyes. Anyways, Grandpa Seth says that they've got to destroy the magic stone that belongs to Credence because it gives the goblins their power. Although, to be honest, they're not super powerful if there's 26 of them and you can basically just push them over. They're really not very threatening. You just sort of shove them away. And they're slow. Yeah, really slow. You can outrun them. You can push them over. Their weapons are ineffective. They never seem to like actually bite anybody or anything. So I'm just sort of like, what are we scared about here? Why don't we just like kind of shove through the crowd? Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyways, <laughs> Joshua then turns into a goblin, or rather we think that, but actually Grandpa just sees the goblin invasion as a good opportunity to transport Josh unnoticed to the witch's church. Grandpa Seth apparently has powers of uh, teleportation. It's better not to ask about that. (laughs) The goblins in the house do approximately no damage to the family because as we already established, they're very underpowered and you can basically just punt them. Uh, Not sure why the family didn't just run past them and get to a car or anything like that. Although there is one like six foot tall one. Yeah, just, he just like, like stands at the end of the hallway, then walks away. Who actually so is so creepy? Sca- only scary very moment threatening. in the whole movie is just that six foot goblin at the end of the hallway who just walks into another room. He doesn't even come towards them, but you're like, who is that? Ew. You're like, like why is guy? he so big? <laughs> mm. Don't know. Don't like it. So back at the church, Grandpa Seth joins Josh for the final trial. Time to destroy the Stonehenge magic stone. Um, apparently, to destroy it. Uh, all you need to do is touch it, which is pretty sick. Makes it pretty easy. Yeah, that's a pretty easy thing. 
Though, of course, it's never that easy. Surprise, surprise, it doesn't work, and Grandpa Seth feels himself fading for good and says, goodbye forever. So now it's just Josh and the R.I.P. a second time to Grandpa Seth. So the goblins hear Credence calling them and they disappear from the house. Uh, it's time for everyone to just convene at the church in the, you know, final final moments uh in order to win uh josh whips out a double decker bologna sandwich from a bag that grandpa seth gave him and the monsters are so horrified that he manages to reach the rock again this time with his little meaty hands and then the family turn up and also touch the rock and they all concentrate because they need the power of goodness to destroy the monsters which is how you can tell that this is a family-friendly horror movie yay and the goblins and credence just kind of stand there and just let them do it like they kind of stood there going like no but they like don't move towards them. They don't them do anything. Or anything. No. And then it's too late for them and they begin to ooze and melt and, ex- yeah, and like eyeballs explode and it's bad. They all just turn into a bunch of mush, basically. The goblins and the goblins and Credence are defeated by this, this rock touching incident. Um, the family then goes home and whilst Josh sits in his room, his mom eats some apples from Nilbog and it's like, why would she do this? Nobody knows because she says, like, oh, the fruit is still very good. Why would you even take it with you? Just go to like Kroger and get some d- local apples near your house. Why would you bring apples back from Nilbog? I don't understand why you would do that. That's insanity to me. And Josh then hears some like creepy whispers and uh oh, the softball is back. But this time it says, yummy, mom's so good. <laughs> uh, Josh <laughs> runs into the kitchen and says, Oh no, they're eating my mom. And they sure are. She is tits out on the table, covered in green goop, and it's just getting slurped up by three goblins. And then one of the goblins looks at Josh and asks, Do you want some, Joshua? And then that's it. That's the end. The end. We oh did my it. god. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about that end. Yummy mom, so good, is the funniest, <laughs> one of the funniest parts of this. Oh. Good lord. Right, now, before we get into our own thoughts, let's head into Bella's favourite segment, Ask the Public. So here I will read Bella some hilarious, bizarre, and downright deranged reviews that I have found from just sort of rummaging around, uh, primarily on Amazon, IMDb, and occasionally letterboxed. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, move over, Plan 9. You have competition by Connor G. Troll 2 rivals one of the worst movies of all time, Plan 9 from Out of Space, for crown of the worst movie of all time. Troll 2 has the worst acting I have ever seen since I was born, and the little (laughs) trolls look like they have been run over by big trucks. So if you're tired of watching those Academy Award winning films, then give Troll 2 a chance and then give it to Goodwill. Oh my god. Damn. It was just that being run over by big trucks. (laughs) Alright. This mostly just starts out deranged with the the, uh, title. What else could go wrong in this really wretched wheel? In brackets, what else could go wrong in this really wretched wheel? (laughs) What? By Crow. 
right? So I don't, <laughs> they get into it. Troll 2 is the story of a group of possibly gay sex crazed teens, a witch who has trouble saying her R's, her latex goblins, and a little boy who rules his family with an iron fist. I didn't notice that she had a speech impediment. Maybe no, she did. I didn't know that she, I didn't realize she had the Jonathan Ross situation going on. No, I didn't either. And the fact that he, wrote a title and then wrote in brackets like what, what it, it really meant but it's still to say, like indecipherable real is still like <laughs> it's also a tongue twister and a half don't know why he's done that as a fan of bad movies i've got to say this is the best one i've ever seen the characters are so bizarre there's the dad who can't get his mouth open without saying something odd the short shorts wearing boyfriend's friends i don't even want to get into that all right homophobe there's the dead na- <laughs> right they say there's a dead nazi gram- grandpa when is he a nazi ever implied to be a nazi not sure and then there's a whole horde but they've spelled horde like whore um like, like w- in, brackets, in brackets 23 which they're wrong there's 26 of them mm. um of strange townsfolk uh it's really too bad this is out of print so bad it's good it even takes the place of plan nine on a scale of minus one to to minus 10 i give troll to a minus 11 i just sort of conf- like i feel like they watched a different movie to me little boy who rolls- rules his family with an iron fist no because no. he's like constantly in trouble yeah everyone's always talking over him and doesn't the believe teens him. don't seem particularly sex crazed to be honest nor maybe no a they bit seem gay, like but- crazed about maybe food they might be gay but that's yeah <laughs> I don't think that this witch had a speech impediment, and I certainly don't no. think the grandpa was a Nazi. There was just, like, nothing to imply that at any point. I don't think so. I mean... Maybe I, I missed don't... something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Very odd. Oh, no. Nilbog spelled go- is spelled goblin backwards by Bates. <laughs> Troll 2 plus dumb actors plus a dumb plot plus the fackiest trolls you have ever seen. The what? Equals the... Fackiest. Is he just misspelt fuck? Fuckiest? I think it's supposed to be fakest, potentially. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, okay. Anyway, this equals the dummiest, funniest, stupidiest movie yet. The witch in the movie was hilarious, and basically this movie takes place in Hicktown because everyone's name is Buckwheat Bertha and Farmer John. <laughs> buckwheat bertha and farmer john (laughs) farmer john joshua did the worst performance ever 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 which i disagree with actually the kid was the best although this was an ultra low budget movie was dumb now everyone out there is going to watch this and can't and also can't wait for the credits uh the funniest part was when the mom was getting eaten by trolls one star for the movie four stars for the comedy because it was so dumb amazing quotes do you want some joshua ah oh no nilbog is spelled goblins backwards (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we'll just keep it moving just just keep keep it moving just keep keep moving uh this movie is unconscionable by astel uh, this movie is so bad, it is in a category all by itself. I call it the Troll 2 category. The script, costumes, and acting were put together by some sort of deranged psychopath and then made into the most disgusting piece of trash movie that you can imagine. The actor who plays the dad is the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. The kid <laughs> named Joshua in this movie makes me lose f- my faith in the human spirit and the daughter 
I won't even get into her lack of acting abilities. <laughs> if you are looking for a terrible, terrible movie, look no further than Troll 2. A word of warning, though, this movie is extremely difficult to watch all the way through without vomiting or going completely insane. Wow. Also, watch out for Sheriff Gene Freak. He's a real winner. What does that mean? Gene Freak is barely in it. Gene Freak's in approximately 20 seconds of this movie. Also, I don't feel like this movie is vomit-inducing by any means, or that hard no. to watch, but we'll get into no. that in our own we'll thoughts. We'll get into that in our in our thoughts section. Alright, last one. A booger sandwich tastes better than this flop by Morsel. From the time the movie starts, you already know that you've made a bad mistake, but you let it play anyway and you're thinking about suicide. I mean, it really sucks. These actors wow. must have crawled out of a ditch and given been given the roles because I've seen animals act better than this. A dead person can act better than this. But if you're sitting around with your friends and you're drinking a little beer or something, watch it for just a good laugh, then put it back up and wash your hands because this is a disaster of a waste of a good film. It is a tragedy and it strikes a hard blow to the movie world and film buffs alike out of 10 stars i give it a negative three. Oh my god a booger sandwich tastes better than this flop <laughs> flop a booger sandwich also I what feel like are it you talking to about that that review was from the year 2000 oh wow so yeah really something okay Jesus so Christ. um beautiful it's time for our thoughts 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 i think we've already laid out the bad like people know what's wrong with this movie it's pretty obvious there's continuity errors editing acting, acting just a lot it's basically just, yeah so now comes the tricky part what's good about it um shall i start yeah you start Okay, so we were just talking about that guy who was like, ugh, I don't even think I'd be able to get through without vomiting or whatever. And honestly, as much as that was an overly dramatic reaction, I will say the bit where they're eating the girl that's turned been turned into vegetable mush is yeah. genuinely fucking disgusting. There are some quite disgusting bits in it. When they're eating the mom too, I think is actually quite... It's quite horrible. I'm not good with, like, slime. Yeah, sloppy, slimy, mushy stuff. It's quite unpleasant. I'm worse with that than I am with, like, gore, like, blood. Like, if I see someone eating, like... My big weakness like is... Pus. Is, is My big weakness is pus. I was about to say, because I'm thinking of the dead alive scene. <clears throat> yeah, no, similar. You... Know what? you I was showing it to you and Beck, and I actually had to get up and just leave the room for a bit. And you were like, "Where's Fox gone?" And I had to like come back once the scene was finished. I was like, "I knew if I watched that, I was actually going to hurl." <laughs> oh, it's horrible. And there's like certain like sloppy, gunky nastiness in this that, admittedly, doesn't make me feel like that bad. But no, it's but pretty, it was gross. It is pretty gross. There is like gro it's a little bit gross out, and I think that's the closest it really gets to being like really horror. horror. Yeah, yeah. Is some of the is some of the gross out stuff. Because other than that, it's kind of like a silly, spooky kids like fantasy movie, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so what I was gonna say is like so that is pretty good. I actually think overall for the budget, which was incredibly small I actually think that the, like, kind of costumes were pretty 
good. I mean, they were funny, but they weren't that much worse than like other 80s films that I've seen. I mean, the camera work isn't spectacular or anything, but it's fun. I like the green chlorophyll sweat. I think that's funny. I like when fucking Arnold gets turned into a plant boy. That was actually really good. That's pretty cool. And then she cuts his arm off and it's all full of green shit. I don't know. I think the practical effects were like better than I was anticipating. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arnold's um, practical effects stuff was definitely probably the highlight of effects for me. Um, Maybe the goblin's eye exploding later on. There were certain goblin masks that were better than others too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Some of them were really quite fun and creepy. And then some of them just kind of looked like a sack over the head with eyes cut out of it. For no reason. Yeah. I was just like, you could see the person underneath like through holes in the mask (laughs) or whatever. And then some of them were really good. So I don't know. It was kind of a mixed bag in practical effects, but they, they tried, didn't they? They gave and it a shot. It was fun, and there's definitely fun stuff to look at. And I do like the sweating green stuff, and the pl- the people turning into plants, like the branches growing out of fingertips. Definitely, yeah, it's kind of nasty. Turning into mush is pretty gross. Some of the goblins look pretty good. Yeah, yeah all up fine. I think the guy being set on fire was pretty impressive. I mean, despite him very obviously wearing, like, fire protective gear, I'm yeah. still impressed they set anyone on fire without killing them for that budget. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, actually, that's true. I forgot about the fire scene. That yeah. is impressive, actually. I also thought the popcorn popping out of the corn was impressive. Like, it actually looks like that corn cob in their mouth is exploding is the, into yeah, popcorn. Yeah, it is exploding into popcorn. That, was, that was pretty also, good. That wasn't CGI. They actually just filled a whole RV with popcorn. Yeah, see, there was definitely dedication to the craft, and I don't think that it was completely phoned in and was definitely created by people who were passionate. And it's really evident that although the director is wrong, that this is not a super well-made masterpiece. No. I think that it's clear that he was really passionate and he didn't go... He didn't just phone it in for like a cash grab or something. Like it doesn't. No, feel, no. He actually feels. It doesn't feel soulless, which is nice. Yeah. Whereas you you find like loads of like kids movies that are like you know those rip off kids movies that are just made for a cash grab and you don't have there's no fun in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like even with this, like you can feel like the actors like are having a good time or at least some of them are and you know they've gotten kind of a good positive thing out of this experience even though you know like the guy who played uh the dad was he's just a dentist Dentist, yeah cool dentist whose town loves him and all this kind of stuff and he just did this for a little bit of fun and i don't know it's got like quite a lot of positivity surrounding it generally speaking i think so do you have any more good points I think the little boy's acting was honestly pretty good. I think it was good too. I think that- I think I was convinced. I don't think especially like I don't think he was any worse than like other kid actors I've seen in horror films. It's hard to get a kid to act in horror films. I think films. he was better than some other kids I've seen in horror yeah. movies. I generally think that they're not very good. Ch- child actors are, you know, it's hard to find they're good difficult. ones. Yeah. And I thought that he did a really good job, frankly. I yeah. thought he sold it and he was a good protagonist. 
Yeah, definitely. I felt I felt for him, you know? I really wanted him to escape Nilborg. I didn't really care so much about his family, and neither did he, because he almost set them on fire with a Molotov cocktail. But <laughs> he didn't. And I like Grandpa Seth, too. Grandpa Seth, mm-hmm. again, just some, like, old dude that just, like, yeah. you know, wanted to be an extra, and they were like, nah, you're, like, fucking, you're cool. You're Grandpa Seth, who's, like, an all-powerful ghost. His bit in the documentary nearly made me cry. <laughs> I know. I think he did a great job, though. You guys need to watch the the documentary. Everyone needs yeah, to watch that to documentary. Watch documentary. It's, it's so it's good. Such a good documentary about like filmmaking and fan culture and just what it takes to make a movie. And I don't know. I thought that it was just a very, very good, insightful documentary. And it's it's made by the um kid, the main yeah, was, the kid, the the boy. Who is now the not boy. A boy and is is a documentarian and filmmaker. <laughs> so, anything else? Uh, no, you you go ahead. Right. So, I think it's an interesting concept. Like, in a sense, you can sort of see what they were going for and like what movies they were inspired by and what they were like writing the coattails of. You know, um, movies like Gremlins and its various sort of knockoffs, Ghoulies and whatever, whilst also simultaneously trying to be, like, the family-friendly, like, fantasy thing for older kids, like Willow, Princess Bride, Labyrinth, Neverending Story, um, which I guess is, like, also was aided by the vegetarian concept, because, like, just bloodily tearing into people would have made it R-rated, which is clearly not what they were going for. I actually think it would have been better if it had been more violent and more horror. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, I think that it worked as a kid's movie. And I think, yeah, as we said earlier, I think if I was a kid, I probably would have quite liked it and, you know, made our parents, like, rent it multiple times from Blockbuster and stuff. Definitely. The acting, yeah, it is poor and, you know, lots of the plot doesn't make sense, but... Yeah, I like the setting and the practical effects were pretty good. The dialogue was hilarious. Like, there was some Yeah, I mean, not purposefully, but it's fucking entertaining. Not necessarily purposefully, but the lines were just hilarious and amazing and memorable, too, because I honestly think the worst thing a movie can be is boring. Mm, certainly. And this was not boring. There's, like, 80s slashes and stuff to me that are, like, really, really beloved looking at you prom night so sorry Mm. that bored me to absolute tears and i would never sit through again like i would never revisit those movies like at least this was consistently fun i reckon it would make a good drinking game you could chuck it on the background whilst you're eating like pizza i would show it to any of my friends because it's just like it's inoffensive and it's funny. Like even friends who don't like horror movies or friends that don't even like watch movies really. Yeah, or- would probably still have a good time being like, ha ha, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. It's not like offensive or anything, it's just silly. It's just a good yeah. time. Which is honestly pretty rare for films that get super bad reviews. If we're looking at the worst films of all time, they get super bad reviews because of everything including, yeah, how offensive or misogynistic or racist or, you know, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. that they are. Whereas this gets away with being a terrible, terrible fun movie without doing anything offensive. Like the dad at all. doesn't even beat him; he just tightens his belt because he's hungry. Because he's like, they could have stopped feeling the hunger pains. Like they could have gone down like you know a, a 
Because, I mean, it's 1990. It's not like getting spanked or belted was uncommon <laughs> at no. the time. Um, but they don't even have any nastiness like that. No. I and I think, honestly, it gets, like, a bad rap because people, like, love Ghoulies and Puppet Master and whatnot and genuinely review them pretty favorably. And I don't honestly know if they're better than this. I think they still fall under so bad it's good. And, like, don't get me wrong, I really, really love them. But I yeah. don't know why this one has been so ganged up on in comparison. Like, from a technical standpoint, it probably is worse than, like, Ghoulies. But I don't know. It- I don't know. I mean... I think I would rather watch this than Puppet Master. Oh, I'd definitely rather watch this than Puppet Master. I'd rather watch Ghoulies than this, but um, I actually think Ghoulies might be more silly than this in some ways. Although it is. It's a bit silly. Magician-y stuff that's in there, like the, the sparkle I mean, this effects. is not... This is also not dissimilar to, like, Phantasm. And now, I love Phantasm. Phantasm is better than this again, but it's also... There's similarities to draw. Yes, there is. It's just, like, ridiculousness. And so everyone gives, like, Phantasm, like, you know, four and five stars, and then everyone gives this one, like, half a star. And I honestly think everyone's just ganging up on it now because everyone thinks of it because it's gotten the title of being, oh, it's the worst movie of all time. Everyone thinks that that's... So they've got a give it reviews that reflect that kind of thing. And I'm like, honest to God. And so I'm comparing it to movies that I do like a bit better than this, but there's honest to God, so many horror movies that I've seen that I think are way, way, way worse than this. Like just genuinely in so many ways. Especially like new ones. Like I saw that film on Netflix called like, I can't even, I don't even know what it's called. It's like new. It's called like the witch's house or something like that and it's like absolute fucking garbage like way worse than this movie much less fun i've seen some heinous stuff on like streaming platforms especially amazon prime and tubi and stuff i'm looking at you yeah yeah they always have like the weird well bargain bin kind of movies that are just just bad yeah again just sort of like i i watch it and i'm like is this company doing money laundering or something i don't yes, get why this almost is a certainly thing. yes whereas this just genuinely seemed like a passion project that was maybe not super well executed no. and i appreciate passion and i will give them props for that yeah definitely i like the film i have no issue ultimately with the film. i like it i would I... watch it again quite happily like now i really recommend also we watch the 20th um anniversary edition yeah it's a nice i would recommend cut. that version it has has extra footage and it's a little bit remastered and all that kind of stuff so i think that that's pretty cool all right um so this year we won't be giving movies actual scores but instead we're going to be looking at the scores others have given them and saying whether we think the movie deserves a higher score, a lower score, or whether we agree with their current standing amongst both critics and the general public. So first up, the public, IMDb. It gets a 3 out of 10 on IMDb. Do you want to go higher, lower, or do you agree? I think that I would go ever so slightly higher. What about you? Me too. Little yeah. bit, little bit higher. Little bit yeah. higher. All right. And now for the critics. On Rotten Tomatoes, it gets a 5% out of 100. 
Do you want to go higher, lower, or do you agree? Definitely higher than 5%. You're joking. Yeah, way, I would say way higher than 5%. Way that seems than, um, exceptionally cruel. low. There's a customer outside the door. Ah, what do they look like? I don't think our guests can see them properly. Well, would you believe it? It's a bloody goblin, isn't it? Ah, less Lerman then. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a short little fella and he's got a knitted cardigan on and um, some cargo pants, but That's no shoes. Nice. Um, and big pointy ears, and he's got uh, a nose ring in his his goblin nose, and he looks frankly really friendly and like a nice, charming little gentleman. He's about four foot three. Cool. So yeah, let's let's let him in. Hello there. Are you looking to buy a movie? (laughs) Oh, you are. I think we've got a perfect movie for you. It's called Troll 2. It has amazing practical effects. (laughs) And uh, it will make you laugh out loud. You'll take it? Great. That'll be two owl pellets. (laughs) Thank you so much for purchasing. Please come again. Well, um, I think it's time to close up shop. Oh, don't look so sad. We'll be back soon. And don't worry about looking for us. We will come to you. Be safe out there. Watch out for the landlord. He likes to go on nighttime runs. So keep your phone torch on because he hates the light. Now off you pop. Check your bedroom for goblins. And we'll see you next time at the Gorporium. See you soon. just want to thank our editor and night manager, Beck Gray, our executive producer and resident head in a jar, Brendan Hill, and our dad, Tyler Massey, for our theme song. His music podcast is called WMSCP and is available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to stay updated with our individual projects, Fox's Twitter is at FoxClaretHill, F-O-X-C-L-A-R-E-T-H-I-L-L. And my Twitter is at Bella Scarlet, B-E-L-L-A underscore S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T-E. Thanks for listening.